welcome to the Well and Wealthy podcast with your host, Alicia McPherson. Today is going to be a juicy episode. It is for my entrepreneurs, my wellness entrepreneurs. We're going to have a discussion with scaling with integrity. So scaling your business, but keeping integrity in alignment. So maybe you're at a place where you're ready to to scale. Maybe you've had an offer workout and you're ready to get more people in it. Maybe you've hit a financial goal and you're looking to double your business. And so I wanted to have a conversation today around scaling with integrity. And this is coming from a place of working with a lot of mentors at this point, taking a lot of courses and programs to, you know, better my business, better my client experience to, to have things move, move as smoothly as I want. And unfortunately I've, I've realized that a lot of these businesses aren't necessarily living in integrity or the client experience isn't a priority and it creates this, you know, kind of yucky feeling in your body when you've been working with people that you love and admire and, um, they're not they're not handling or or living in a business with integrity. So I wanted to have a conversation around that today. So I looked up integrity to really understand like what what does that mean? So what I got from the good old internet, <laughs> integrity, following a set of values, right? Now this is specific for each and and every one of us. Like my values probably are going to be very different than somebody else's values. Us in the health space, we really hold our health to a high value. And, and I, I know I've worked with other mentors in the past that didn't really prioritize their health or they were willing to sacrifice their health for success. So for me, health is a big value of mine. And I don't believe it's ever worth sacrificing in order to make more money or work with more clients. So it's integrity is following our set of values. What's important to us. It's being honest with ourselves and the people around us, how we sell right? Our marketing, how we explain our programs, how we, how we share case studies, right? How we invite people into the programs. The honesty is, is a huge component helping others, right? Making sure that what we're doing is of service to other people. And I think all of us in the wellness space, we go into this to be able to help people, right? This is a goal, a goal of ours. There's a lot of other professions out there that we probably make more money easier, but we're so driven by helping other people, leading by example, right? Being that leader, being someone who is doing what they say they are doing. And then of course, taking responsibility. So as I have this conversation around integrity, I do want to have full transparency that there's been moments in my business where I have done things that I didn't like it, right? It didn't feel good in my body, but uh, not even a, but I, I found for myself when I'm working with mentors and and people that I really admire and really respect if they have a strategy. And at first it feels uncomfortable. I have the mentality that I typically try it on for myself first, and then I'll get a big, um, almost like, nope, nope, don't like this. Don't like this. But that's worked well for me because sometimes I, I can't necessarily tell the difference between uncomfortable growth and an edge and like full misalignment. Right. I think that there's a very, uh, very, small line where we often can't decipher the difference between, 
oh man, this just, this is stretching me. It makes me uncomfortable, you know, like going live on Facebook every day, right? That was uncomfortable for me. It was so uncomfortable for me, but I did it. I showed up, I, I posted on Instagram every single day and I stretched that uncomfortableness until it started to become second nature. Whereas that feels very similar to misalignment where a mentor will tell me to do something, they'll recommend something. And my body's like, uh, I don't know, but I'm not sure. Is it misalignment or is this just very uncomfortable? So I want to be fully transparent here that I've tried things on that after I've done it, I'm like, that is, this is misalignment. This doesn't feel good. I don't feel like I'm living in integrity. This feels yucky. This, this, this does not feel good. It feels scammy. It feels bad. So I do want to take responsibility. And part of integrity is taking responsibility that there have been things in my business that I've tried based on the recommendations of other people that didn't feel good once I did it. But I'm taking responsibility for that and saying, you know what? That wasn't that wasn't great. I'm not, I'm no longer going to do that because it doesn't feel yucky. I don't care how much money it makes me. It doesn't feel good. And I want to feel good in my business. So full transparency there that there might be things that you've done that you've taken from other people. And it's not to say that these things are are bad, right? There's some tactics that I've learned from my mentors that work amazing for them. And it's fully in integrity for them based on their values, based on their perception of the experience, but it just doesn't feel right for me. So I want you to release any shame that you have if you've been in situations where you've done things and it it doesn't necessarily feel the best, but I want you to release that, that guilt from yourself because we're all just learning and we're taking responsibility for it as we go. So a, a big thing that I do, I had one of my private mentorship clients ask me the other day, how do you stay in integrity? And I, I, I full up said to her, you know what? I haven't always got it right. I have fallen off step sometimes, but what I really do now is constantly evaluate every, almost every day in my business. What feels good? What doesn't feel good? How can I, how can I get back into things that feel very smooth for myself and for the clients? And I think this evaluation, um, system that I'm doing, the evaluation analysis, I'm going to say, just helps me continue to stay in integrity for my business. And I'm not going to say or promise that I'm going to get it right all the time. We're always learning. We're always growing. But I want to share my experience and the lessons that I've had around this so that maybe it can it can help you as well because I want you to scale and I want you to grow your business. I know the more you grow your business, the more people you're helping. And that feels so cool because then the more people in this world are healthier and the ripple effect of that is massive. So it's important that we're scaling our business for ourselves, for our lifestyle, for our family, for others. And at the same time, I want you to do it in a way that feels good for everyone right? It, it feels good. You're proud of your business. Everything is smooth. The clients are happy. Like that, that's what I want for you. So this is the conversation I want to get into today because we went into entrepreneurship. Well, I'm not going to assume I went into entrepreneurship to help people, right? I really wanted to help people. A lot of us go into health because we really want to help people. And, and I wanted to feel a sense of accomplishment and success. This is a core value of mine is success and accomplishment and feeling proud of what I'm doing. I feel success when I'm helping other people, right? I feel so much success when a client tells me a big win, when I see progress pictures, when I see a client um, shoot past the revenue goals, like that to me fills me with pride and success. And 
I feel a lot of success and accomplishment when I get to live a lifestyle that I want to have. When I have, for me, my values are freedom over my schedule, being able to be in creative flow all the time. So that's where I feel my sense of success and accomplishment. So yes, it's about the people that I'm helping, but also it's about my feeling around myself, my life, um, my, my business. I want to feel proud. I want to feel successful and I want to continue to grow. That's important to me because I love being challenged <laughs> and I love in a dark, twisted way problems so I can think of a solution to them that gives my life passion and, and gives my life purpose. So I worked with quite a few um, mentors where the, the goal is money and they've lost sight of other things. They've lost sight of the client experience. They've lost sight of the lifestyle. So I wanted to share my understanding of integrity and how I'm constantly evaluating that in my business to keep me feeling proud of what I've accomplished. So there's three things that I look at in this moment, and this is bound to change as I continue to be in this journey. But right now there's three things that I look at. Now, first is the financial goals. And why I put this first is it's often the easiest to think about, right? It's almost the the thing that we hold. We can write it down easy, basically. So people might say, I want to lose 30 pounds. It's not really about the 30 pounds. It's something deeper, but it's easiest to claim that. Or I have a goal to make six figures this year, or I have a goal to make multi six figures this year, or I have a goal to hit six figures per month, right? There's something that we can write out that we can kind of hold. It's a solid, solid goal. Okay. And we all have different reasons for why we want this. Maybe it's the impact Maybe it's the lifestyle, maybe it's the freedom, the pride, the success. We all have individual reasons why that number is important to us. But a part of it is just anchoring into what is that number? What is that that goal that we have? And then what is the feeling around it? So when I'm thinking about scaling my business, that's one of the first things that come to my mind. Okay, we're hitting consistent six-figure months. What's the next goal? 300K months. Okay, and then I have all my reasons why I want that. Okay. And the reasons are for, for myself, right? They're for my lifestyle. They're for my family. They're for my team. Like right now, when I think about 300K months, I think about my team's roster full of clients that they get to work with. And that brings me a lot of peace, peace of mind. I think some of the biggest stressors I have are my team not being, um, they're them not making the money they want. That to me is like, it's a powerful pull of why I have financial goals. Because at this point, I have good savings. I'm continuing to to save. I, I feel secure and comfortable in the money. But what drives me forward is my team makes more money. So that's one of one of my reasons why I have these financial goals. Then the second two that I really look at when I'm scaling are the lifestyle and the client success. So number one, we have these financial goals. We think, I want to scale my business. Okay, what's the financial goal that we have that we want to scale? What are we currently hitting? What's the goal that we want to hit? And then the number, the second thing I consider is the lifestyle that I want to have because you cannot convince me that at this point in my career, when I've already done this, I've already had a schedule full of 60 hours per week. It is not worth it to me. And I I would have doubled McPherson Method, my weight loss protocol, so much quicker if I had stayed in one-on-one, doing everything myself. But I bet you I would have been so burnt out. I would have been so resentful. I can't even guarantee the clients would have the same level of success because there's no way on my own I could have given them the amount of accountability that they have now with all my team members and the support that they have now. So 
for me, what's important is the freedom over my schedule so that on Mondays I can go in and check in on all the clients, right? I can make sure everybody is getting what they need, that we have success stories. I can look at ways to improve the client success. On another day, I'm creating content, making the programs better. Another day, I'm just speaking with the enrollment team. How can we make marketing better? How can we improve sales? How can I make sure my enrollment team is making more money? So there's freedom there to play where I want to play in my business. So when I'm considering my scaling goals, if I want to double 300K a month, whatever that looks like, what am I willing to sacrifice? And my lifestyle isn't it. So I also keep in mind the lifestyle that I want to live. Sometimes this means we move a little slower, right? I could have moved a lot quicker if I filled up my schedule, worked 60, 80 hours a week, right? People wanted to work with me. I, I have the demand there. It would have moved faster, but it's not worth it to me. So you really want to consider what's the lifestyle that you, you want to have. If you're just starting your business, maybe you you desire a full schedule of patience. And this is amazing, right? This was my first goal. I want a full schedule. I want it. So I want a wait list. I want a four week wait list. And I, I did it. I built up to it and then realized, okay, something's got to switch here because I can feel my energy draining, which is in turn affecting the client success as well. So this is another component to think about as you're starting to scale your business is what are your current priorities or values in terms of your lifestyle in this moment, right? So that's the second thing. And then the third is client success. And God, I feel like we don't put enough weight in this sometimes. The mentors that I worked with, a lot of them did not put enough weight into client success. They were so driven by the financial goals. They were so driven by their lifestyle. But to me, client success has as much weight as the other two, if not more right? Because if I'm not caring about the client success, I'm just shooting for these big numbers. I'm just shooting for the lifestyle that I want to live. Like, sure, my schedule is empty. I have complete freedom over what I want to do. I'm making a lot of money, but the clients aren't getting successful. This, ugh, it's like, I don't know. It just feels, it feels, it feels icky. It feels, you know, not, not great. So I lead everything through client success and making sure that, and, and I fully understand it's hard to help everyone. We can't help everyone that sometimes clients will come in and they don't necessarily want to do the work or they might come in and something else happens and they can't commit to this. And then sometimes we do everything in our power and it just doesn't work. I get this, but there's a commitment there to constantly improving that client experience and, and making it almost hard to fail. So along my journey, anytime I got feedback, and sometimes it was so hard to stomach any negative feedback I got. I went and changed the program every time, even if it was one person. I remember this one, this one woman that came through McFerg's method. And I mean, I owe her everything because the program evolved so much after she came through, but basically she started the program so strong. I, I was her coach at the time. I started her, started her off and she was so strong. She was booking calls. She was losing weight. She was feeling fantastic. And then went MIA. Right. And I also had a second accountability coach at the time who was reaching out to people who went MIA. So she emailed her once and she, this woman didn't answer. She emailed her a second time. The woman didn't answer. And I said, you know what? Let's, I guess just leave it. Right. Like she's not, she's not booking calls. She's not answering us. So I, I'm not sure what else to do at this point. And this woman returned three months later and was so mad at me, so mad. She's like, I thought you were going to be there for me. I thought you were going to hold me accountable. As soon as I fall off plan, you just send an email, two emails, and then you leave me. And I'm like, I was heartbroken over it. And 
you know, I totally recognize clients got to take ownership too. I get that. But for me, I just wanted to make it so hard for someone to go MIA. (laughs) I wanted to make it impossible because I didn't want to receive another email like that. So we upgraded everything where the coach checked in with the clients every single week. Then eventually it, it became so that the the clients could have access to that coach within 24 hours if they had a question. So we upgraded everything for this one person. And for for a while I thought, oh my gosh, how Alicia, like why would you do that? Why would you change the whole thing for one person? But now after being in in mentorships where the mentors were dishonest, they lacked integrity, like all of it. I'm just so grateful that every piece of feedback, I just look at it to say, is there anything I can take from this? Or is there anything that can improve the process? Even though, yes, this client, I mean, she should have answered her emails if she really cared. Like there's so much opportunity for her to reach out. At the same time, I looked at it and said, what could I do to improve this situation? How can I make it harder for them to fail? So this has been a value of mine. And, and sometimes I've got it right. Sometimes I've got it completely wrong, but it's this curiosity that, that keeps us in integrity. Even if we do something and didn't quite land the way that we want it to, it's this evolution of the, the programs, evolution of our business to really improve that client experience. So it's a big part that keeps me in integrity too, because I, I'm looking at how many or do people want to stay with us? Do they want to do alumni? Do people want to leave reviews? Are there good progress photos? Are people getting success? Are my coach coaches celebrating their clients enough? And I'm looking at this to say, am I proud of the program that I have? Can I sell it with complete authenticity and, and, and confidence? And if I can't, the next step in scaling, if I have a goal to double, my business, my next step in scaling is the client experience, nothing else, not the marketing, not the sales, right? Not more social media content. My only concern at that moment is improving the client experience. So to recap, the, the, the three things that I look at when I want to scale my business is what are the financial goals? Okay. And then all the reasons why I have them, right? One of mine, as I mentioned, is my team. I want my team to be fully financially supported. I have this goal of having two of my success coaches making six figures a year off of the work that we do together. My enrollment team is currently at, at that level. They could, they, they have, um, I have the calls for them to hit six figures a year as soon as we get the conversion rate where, where I want it to, but it's very close. So that's my goal for them. And then I have goals for myself when I want to retire, um, taking my family on vacations, how much money I want to have in savings, investments, multiple properties, like this, this, this is a big thing. So when I think about scaling, I connect those whys to why I want to do it. Then second, I look at the lifestyle. Am I enjoying every single day of my life? Right. Am I excited for the things that I am learning and doing? I love being an entrepreneur. I love all of it. I love the sales. I love the marketing. I love the the programs that I get to create. Like I, I just love all of it. <laughs> So I'm just making sure every day I'm in alignment with that, the lifestyle that I want to live and continuing to be in alignment with that. Can I go travel and my business stays functioning? Do I have team members that can support me if I need to take a step back? If I have a family situation that needs to happen, do I have the team in place that can support me through that? This is what I look at. If I'm scaling and the lifestyle piece isn't in place, that's going to be my next next goal. And then three, we've got the client success. So 
if I'm thinking about doubling my business, but I am not proud of the client success that we have, my only priority before I do anything else is improving the client success, whether it's getting my tra- my team trained um, better, right? Maybe it's getting more feedback forms so that I can see what needs to be improved. Th- this matters to me. So what I noticed is if a lot of people are trying to scale their business with just the financial and lifestyle goals, we often get out of integrity, right? We're not leading ourselves or scaling our business in a way that's really following our values and and helping other people, right? If we are just focusing on the financial goals without the lifestyle, without the client success, we might be making a lot of money, but are we really happy doing it? Are we really happy or excited to wake up every single day? And if we have no financial goals, <laughs> I mean, we have to do also take take care of ourselves. And I, I find that having the financial goals and the reason behind them helps us um, ballpark what we need to do to be able to live the life that we want and have the client success that we want. So that's that's the three things that I look at when I'm scaling my business. So I want to walk you through my exact process and how I think about it. Okay. So number one, I think of the goal. So what is the goal? 300, let's say $300,000 months. Maybe it's a 10K month. Maybe it's a 5K month, right? Just place a number. The number is what really matters for weight loss. I say, okay, how much do you want to lose? You know, 30 pounds, 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 200 pounds. The number represents something that we can store our thoughts and emotions in. So that goal represents it. Maybe you have a, an impact goal. Like when I think about my my number, 300K months, I know how many people that means I get to work with um, in, in the program. So for example, I know one of my goals is 15 new McPherson Method clients in our VIP program a week, 15. So that means 60 in a month. That's one of my main goals. So the number that I have, the financial number is also attached to the impact number, but there's a number there that I can see very clearly in my body. So the second thing that I do is then I move into resistance and I sit with that number. So for example, when I was imagining $200,000 months, I would imagine it. I knew the why I knew the feeling like the, the, the emotions were really strong behind it, but there was a big resistance that I was worried about the clients. I didn't feel like my my team was strong enough to be able to have the success rates I wanted with more clients in them. So 200K months had so much feeling and emotion behind it, but the big block, the resistance was um, I wasn't fully confident in the capabilities of the team at that moment. So if I wanted to scale to 200K months, my next obvious step was to get the the team to a place that I felt completely confident in their capabilities. That's my goal. So then I work backwards. What do I need to do to get there? More trainings, right? I I have each coach in it having an expertise in something, whether it's PCOS, menopause, thyroid, or burnout, they have an expertise. Taking more courses and having them go through it. More feedback from me on what they're doing. So I spent six months just working on that to get that client experience up. We started implementing weekly client experience forms so that the coach could see exactly what that client needed. Every single month, a form was sent out, the client filled out to see if they were enjoying the coaching, if there was anything else that we could do to improve the experience with them. So now there's that feedback system always happening is, is that person happy? And what can we do to make that person happy? (laughs) What do they need in order to be successful? 
then we started implementing wrap-up forms to see at the end of their journey, were they actually hitting their goals? And then how close were they? Were they happy? Would they recommend us? So a lot more focus went on to looking at that experience and making sure that the needs were being met. I realized that the clients needed more one-on-ones. So we started adding that in instead. We I noticed that the clients needed more time with the coach. So instead of like an hour a month, I, I moved it up to two, almost three hours that each coach is spending with a client. So that was my first goal. And so now I'm at a place that I trust my coaches wholeheartedly that I know that they can have 50, 60 clients and they're able to handle them. And they've got so much tools and expertise that they're working like uh, with, with 50, 60 clients, it's about a 40 hour week. And they're able to fully devote time and attention to each client to ensure their success. So there's a complete confidence around that now. Okay, another resistance that I had was I wanted to to have three, like right now, $300,000 months. What does that mean? And so for a long time, the full block was, I don't want to bring on any more team members. Managing is really difficult for me, right? I didn't like it. (laughs) I felt I wasn't good at it. My leadership was, was awful. I'm the, the mentality of like hire someone and then let, let them go. Don't, don't manage them at all. And so when I thought about scaling my business, doubling my business, it meant double the clients. And I knew how many clients each coach could successfully take on before it became too much, right? I knew what 38 hours a week looked like for their client load. So I said, okay, if I, if I want to hit this number, that means double the clients, but that would mean I need to bring on another team member. Am I comfortable doing that? No way I'm not comfortable doing that because I don't, I'm not, I'm not a good leader right now. So then I spent the last four months now working on my leadership skills, team meetings, more evaluation, hiring a manager to oversee the things that I I didn't have the bandwidth or time for, looking at all the client experience forms, looking at the wrap-up forms to make sure that we were moving forward and the team felt supported too by someone because I, I didn't have that with them in the past. I wasn't supporting them the way that I that I I should have. And so that was my block. That was the thing that I needed to work on to be able to scale and not have resistance into taking on double the client load. Because right now our ad spend is consistent, right? Our marketing is consistent. It's as simple as turning up that ad budget for me at this moment or diversifying platforms and using maybe YouTube or TikTok or wherever I want to use Pinterest to be able to expand our reach that way. And I was holding myself back because I didn't want to add in new team members. My leadership was, was crappy. Same with sales. I did the exact same thing there where I just let my enrollment team run. I gave them no support. I gave them no leadership. So the last three months I've been doing two times a week sales um, calls. I've been doing, or sorry, team calls. I've been also doing sales call reviews once a week so that they feel supported and that they're constantly growing too. They're getting feedback from somebody who knows what it takes to build a multi-million dollar business. And I'm giving them that feedback so that they can make more money, which is my main goal, right? I want my team fully supported. I want them to be excited to work with me. I want to get this so that they're so financially comfortable, maybe benefit package. Like I, I have such a vision for my team. I care so much about the team. So by supporting them, I'm actually going back to what that financial goal is, which is to support myself and my team, to have my team fully supported. So being a better leader was that next step in scaling. Okay. That's what I needed to focus on to stay in integrity with my goals. The next step was to become a better leader. I had another 
another situation where I couldn't even imagine handling more client complaints. We were getting like one every a hundred and that one was just soul crushing to me. I took it so personally. So I really had to look at that and say, if we're going to double, that might mean two out of 200. Could I handle it? And my body was like, nope, <laughs> you can't handle it. So I started to put in better systems in place to, to handle things like that. Um, the monthly experience forms, feedback forms, a check-in after onboarding week. There's so many touch points that a coach can get a vibe check from the client and see if it's working out. And if it's not working out, we have a process that we do where the client may switch to another coach. Maybe they jump on a call um, with, with Kirk, the manager, like what was something that's going to diffuse that situation before it escalates. I took conflict management courses too, to help better understand how I could, um, really understand what the client was feeling so that I could help them, but also for myself to see what I needed to do to be able to, to make the, the business, make the, the program a better experience and also separate it versus uh, separate it from people who are just putting the blame on you, right? Especially in weight loss, we'll give clients action steps to take. And if they don't want to take it, they're like, I don't want to give up the bottle of tequila I drink every night. Then I can understand now what is mine and what is the personal responsibility over the client if the client is not ready to heal. Now, I still I still take responsibility of my role in helping them see the resistance to their healing. This is important to me, but sometimes I, I am well aware now that there, there might be a full resistance that's just holding them back in this moment. So I'm able to see through these conflict resolution courses, what is mine to take and evaluate and help navigate and when someone might not necessarily be ready for transformation yet. It doesn't mean what I'm doing isn't going to serve them long-term, but we might not see immediate results right now because there's a full block in their path that's stopping them from being successful. So I can separate that and see what's mine now and what's not mine, always with the, the intention of what is going to best serve my business. Okay, so when we sit in that resistance, we can see where our next step is and what we need to, to do to grow to that next goal, that next, um, that next layer, stepping into a new level of growth. So just as a recap, I'm caring about the, the number, of course, the, the financial goal and the reason behind it. I care about that. I care a lot about the lifestyle that I'm living and I care a lot about the client experience. And when these three go together, then I can look at what do I need to do to scale my business while staying in integrity and keeping those three really important to me. If you didn't have financial goals, right? All you cared about was client success. And maybe your lifestyle is to have a full schedule, or maybe your lifestyle is just to be massive service to people. Then you could be offering your services for free or next to nothing and barely scraping by, barely making enough to, to make ends meet, not being able to even you know put food on your table. So I do believe the three goals when we're scaling our business need to go hand in hand. It's not worth it to me to, um, like it doesn't feel good for me to, to give everything I got to everybody, but not feel that energetic exchange back where like, let's say you're doing free consults for everybody under the moon and you're making nothing from it. There often is a resentment or bitterness from that. So I want to make sure that I am taken care of because when I am taken care of, I give from this overflowing state and it feels very beautiful. It feels very good. There's that beautiful energetic exchange that's happening there, but the lifestyle, the client experience also holds as much weight, even more weight when we're looking at how to scale our business. So I keep those three things always in mind. 
And then I set the goal and then I look at where the resistance is to getting that. And that will typically give me the next move that I need to take in order to, to scale, right? Maybe you're looking at this and, and you have a goal of 20K months, but right now your schedule is absolutely full and you're not living the lifestyle that you want. So my first goal with you if I was working with you would be to create um, maybe protocols that save more of your time. So you're, you're not devoting all your time in one-on-ones there's systems in place where the client has programs or protocols that they can go through and reduce your number of one-on-ones down or, and, and just making it more efficient. So I have some clients that they have a completely fills full schedule and they cannot take any more people on. They're on the edge of burnout. They're so tired. They're resentful. They're, they're, they're bitter because they don't have time for their family. They're constantly working. So one of the first things that I'm looking at is, do you have even just videos or trainings that you can give clients that are repeating the same things that you were sending in saying in session? And so what this does is give clients something, your voice to work through and it minimizes the number one number of one-on-ones you actually need to do in your business. So a better example of this is when I started my business, I had no training, training videos at all. I just did 12 one-on-ones with clients. And in those one-on-ones, I worked them through my process, McPherson method to losing weight. Now, over time, my schedule became full. So I started recording videos of things that I was repeating to every single client. So example, protein targets, how much should you eat? Where do you get your protein sources from? How do you put that into a meal? So I recorded that video and over time I had like six, six different videos. So I'd book an initial consult with them and then I'd have, I'd have the client go through um, the first three videos and then we'd have another consult. So instead of doing, uh, let's say five, I was doing two and they were going through videos in the meantime. So that would be my next step is how can we create something to give you more freedom while still having the client experience massive success. And now you have more time to increase the, the financial capabilities of your business. Another example would be adding in another coach, right? Maybe you had someone, so I brought in someone to start doing accountability checks for me. I had a system, I had a format, I knew what I wanted them to look like. So I brought in uh, one of my best friends at the time, she started doing the accountability checks. So the client was actually getting more from more value, more, more support, more intimacy from a professional. I was able to buy back some of my time so I could focus on marketing, focus on sales so that I could grow my business. Okay. So this is how I think about that process in terms of scaling. Like maybe when you think about that goal, you're like the first, the first thing you think of, uh, about is, okay, let's say the goal is, is um, consistent 30 K months and your resistance is, well, I don't even know where those people would come from. Boom. That's where we focus on, right? Consistent client attraction systems a way to ensure that you're getting X amount of leads per day and you have a system in place to move those people into a sales conversation. This is what a lot of healthcare professionals lack. They have no consistency. They don't know where their next client is coming from. They don't have a stable, consistent client attraction system in place. They don't have a stable, consistent nurture system in place. They're relying on social media to get their clients, which is sporadic and frantic or they don't have a consistent process to invite people into your offers, right? It's too sporadic. It's inconsistent. So that would be my first thing. If you're worried, where am I going to get these clients from? My next step 
in scaling would be consistent attraction, consistent nurture, and a consistent sales process. Okay. So these are just some examples on how I continue to scale my business, but not just scale with numbers in mind, scaling with integrity so that as I'm growing this, and it doesn't mean it, it happens sometimes as fast as we want it to. Like I wish tomorrow at a million dollar a month business, <laughs> wouldn't that be fun? But at the same time, I don't believe I could handle that in terms of client success. I don't have the infrastructure to support that. I don't have the team to support that amount of numbers. And I feel like that would massively jeopardize my lifestyle in this moment. So when I'm thinking about scaling, the number has to match the lifestyle. The number also has to match client success. And this is how I, I can move myself if I'm out of integrity back into integrity over and over again to continue growing at a pace that feels safe for my nervous system and at a pace that respects all three of those things. Profit margins, yes. The lifestyle, yes. And also making sure that the experience for the client is, is incredible. And I went through something recently in Empire where you know, I, I was following the advice of, of a mentor. And unfortunately that experience ended terribly. That's a conversation for a, another day. And it made me, um, restructure everything. I took apart everything I'd built, not in the health space. I'm very proud of what I built in the health space, but what I built in the mentorship was all under the guidance of this one mentor who I realized there were some practices that I, I, I didn't agree with them. They they felt deceitful for me. They felt very manipulative to me and I got lost in it. And so I, I had to dismantle everything that I was doing in the mentorship space. And I looked at these three things, Empire in particular of, okay, what are the goals that I have for Empire? And And what came through me was how many people I wanted to impact. It wasn't necessarily about a financial goal for me in Empire. It was the impact goal of seeing X amount of healthcare professionals making X amount of money. Like that was the goal that just felt really true and pure to me. And so then I thought about my lifestyle around it. Was I willing to do more one-on-ones with this program? No, but what was I willing to do? And I wanted more connection. I wanted more intimacy with my clients. So I changed the format of our group coaching calls to add in more for the clients. Then I looked at the client success and said, how can I make this an experience that they, they, they would love? and be excited about. And so it caused me to restructure the program and it took a while. I didn't accept anyone into it for um I would say 2 months because I was dismantling everything. Everything. I felt out of integrity with it. So I dismantled and I let the clarity come and I, I looked at the resistance that I was having and just went in and and kept tweaking where's the resistance? Okay. Let's switch it so it's this. Okay, where's the resistance? Let's switch it so it's this. Until eventually it became so crystal clear what I needed to do. I launched Empire and I'm really happy with it right now. And I'm going to consistently evaluate. Are the clients getting success? Are they happy? Do they want to continue? Are they getting what they need? Right. This is the ballpark for me on the success with the program. So I, I just wanted to share this that it's a constant journey. I'm 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 still learning. I'm still trying to to understand all of this and continue to stay in integrity and also forgive myself if I fall off track and, you know, lose sight of what's important. I know that with business, we, sometimes we don't know. And, and sometimes we follow the lead of people that maybe don't have the best intentions at, at heart or 
or they're not in alignment with our values and what's important to us. So giving ourselves forgiveness, if we've, we've experienced that in the past and just constantly evaluating what it takes to be successful and just making sure all the parts of success are, are a match profit margins, our lifestyle and the client experience. So I hope that you got a lot from this episode. If you have any thoughts, opinions, perspectives on this, you can drop them into my mentorship Instagram channel, which is at the Alicia McPherson. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will talk to you soon.